Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Thank you for calling. My name is Kevin. How can I help you today? I answered the call as I had thousands of others. Yes, I have some issues regarding my account, the caller said. Of course. We take your concerns very seriously. Tell me what I can do. I let my mind wander, as it often did on these kinds of calls, thinking about how I ended up at this dead-end job in the first place. Maybe I could take a sick day tomorrow, anything to take a break from the constant stream of calls. I saw the light that indicated a call coming in start to blink. When had I ended the call I was on? Thank you for calling. My name is Kevin. How can I help you today? Hello, Kevin, the male caller said. Then, after a moment's pause, he continued. Today is the last day of your life as you know it. Today is the day you burn. The voice sounded like a young man. I chuckled, only a little disconcerted. Uh, okay, is there something I can help you with? The caller repeated. Today is the day you burn, and you will never know why. Then the line clicked dead, confused and a little disturbed. I pulled up the program that would allow me to review the call. There was nothing, as if the call hadn't come in at all. I knew I needed to take another call before my manager came over, so I decided I would look into it later. I took a few more calls, helping clients as usual. After a while, a call came through with the same strange voice I had heard before. Today is the day it all ends for you, the voice said. Everything you know and love will be taken away. I narrowed my eyes. Usually prank callers like this didn't get under my skin, but there was something about the caller's tone that got to me. All right, listen, I'm reporting this call to security. What call? The voice asked in a mocking tone, then disconnected. I again searched the database, but found no trace of the call. Concern was starting to creep into my mind. Did this person somehow have access to delete calls? What did they want from me? I decided I needed to go report this to my manager. But before I could even stand from my chair, I noticed that the cursor on my computer screen had started moving. I wiggled the mouse, but the cursor was moving as if it had a mind of its own. It dropped down to the toolbar and opened up a document. To my astonishment, words started appearing. The document read, You're starting to get a little nervous by now, aren't you? I stood in shock, still staring at the screen, not knowing how to react. A ringing chimed in my headset, causing me to jump. Then another call came through. Is it you? I asked, my voice coming out a whisper. Are you starting to get an idea of the kind of control I have over you yet? The now familiar voice said in a tone that almost sounded excited. What do you want from me? I asked, my anxiety growing. I told you, I want to watch you burn. Why? What the hell did I ever do to you? Absolutely nothing, the voice said. Then why, damn it? Several people in the cubicles next to me looked over as I raised my voice without meaning to. The man ignored my question, instead saying, Check the drafts folder in your email. I hesitated, not sure if I should obey the voice. 
but I found that my curiosity got the better of me. I pulled up the email application and saw an indicator that showed I had a single unsent draft. I was confused, not remembering having typed up an email to send anyone. I pulled up the draft to find a long manifesto. My eyes grew wider with every sentence I read. The email, which was signed with my name, rambled on about how unhappy I was with my life and how terribly I felt everyone at work had treated me. It said that I blamed those around me for my unhappiness. It was the last line, however, that caused a sinking dread to fill the pit of my stomach. It read, I will kill every last one of you. I looked up at the top of the email to see it was addressed to everyone in the company. I jerked my hand trying to move the mouse to delete the email before it could be sent, but the mouse had stopped obeying my command. Not so fast, said the voice on the phone. I still need that. As I watched, the mouse moved and selected the send button. I sat there, frozen for a few minutes, not looking away from the computer. After about 30 seconds, startled yells could be heard from the cubicles around me. Bodies began shuffling away from me. The voice in my ear sounded giddy now. Spoiler alert, they'll also find a duffel bag filled with weapons and ammo in your trunk. The voice was quiet for a moment, but I could still hear the person breathing in my headset. At least tell me why. My voice was calm now. I can't tell you why, the voice said thoughtfully. The truth is, I don't even know why. But don't worry, I'll keep in touch. I'm pretty sure you'll have internet access in prison. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It all happened on October 15th, 2019. It was the night before prom when I snuck out of my parents' house to go see my prom date, Kathy. We sat on the sidewalk outside her house and talked for hours. Not a lot of talking for me though, because I was the shy, conservative type. But Kathy was very social and easygoing. She was doing most of the talking. We held hands and cuddled each other. And later that night, she gave me my first kiss. I'm pretty sure my face turned bright red. I was so nervous. Things were starting to get interesting when my phone interrupted the romance. It was an alarm I had set earlier. I had planned on playing Minecraft online with some friends around 11.30, but I completely forgot. We both knew our teenage romance needed to be put on hold because of how late it was. Kathy snuck back into her room through the balcony. We said goodbye, and then I waited until Kathy got back into her room okay. Aside from being shy and conservative, I was quite the gentleman. I looked at my phone once again to check the time. It was now 11.48. I knew that following the road down the street would take me half an hour to get home, so I decided to take a shortcut. This way would only take me about 10 minutes to get home. My dad usually got home from work a little after 12, so I still had a shot at beating him home. Although, this route passed through none other than the old cemetery. Growing up in my neighborhood, I had heard so many scary stories about the old abandoned cemetery. Stories of how the dead would whisper at night and how some of the dead would even awaken on full moons. Coincidentally, it was a full moon that night, but somehow I had absolutely no fear. I told myself that the stories were just tales, tales to keep children away from playing at the old cemetery. Little did I know that I was about to become one of those tales. As I got closer to the back gate of the cemetery, I felt a strange, cool wind hit my skin. 
I mustered up enough boldness to continue towards the gates. It was a straight path from the back gate to the front gate, which would lead me back home. There was an eerie-looking cloud covering parts of the cemetery as I walked through. When I approached the halfway point, I heard a noise as if someone had stepped on a dry tree branch. I tried ignoring it, thinking it was my mind playing tricks on me. But then I heard it a second time, and then a third time. I stopped and listened. It started to sound more and more like footsteps. I looked to the left in the direction of the sound. It was a little girl standing there in her school uniform. I quickly looked away, creeped out. When I glanced back a second time, she was gone. For a second, I thought I'd just hallucinated. I tried ignoring what had just happened and kept on walking towards the front gate. Then I heard something again. This time, it was the little girl crying out, Mommy, I'm lost. At this point, fear began to hover over me like a rain cloud. I wanted to see if it was the same little girl in the school uniform. Indeed, it was her. And she was carrying a creepy looking doll in her hands. She was waving at me to come help her. By this time, I was extremely terrified and almost peed my pants. My body was covered in goosebumps and I could literally feel my legs trembling. I started walking towards the little girl whose face I couldn't quite make out. Her hair was covering the majority of her face. Her body looked as white as snow and her fingers were stained with dirt. As I stretched over one of the graves to take her hand, she suddenly disappeared. I couldn't see her, but I still heard her crying. Mommy, I'm lost. In an attempt to run away, I tripped and fell into one of the graves and nailed my head on the gravestone. I woke up a few minutes later after being knocked out to find myself lying on a skeleton. It was the scariest moment of my life. I struggled to climb out. As I did, I noticed the name on the gravestone read, Old Willie. As soon as I managed to climb out, I saw about 100 crows flying overhead. I ran as fast as I could to the front gate and jumped over. I ran back to my house as fast as possible. When I got home, I noticed my wristwatch was gone. I figured it fell off in Old Willie's grave when I was struggling to climb out, but I was definitely not going back for it. I could always get another watch. It was indeed a very dark night for me. I slept that night, hearing the voice of the little girl crying, Mommy, I'm lost, over and over again in my head. This has been happening every night since then, and it haunts me in my sleep. Then I began to get used to her voice in my head. For the first time in two weeks, I was finally able to sleep for almost six hours straight. On October 30th, about two weeks after the incident, I woke up to a package delivery addressed to me. I took the package up to my room when I quickly noticed there was no name for the sender. When I opened it, I saw my wristwatch that I had lost in the cemetery two weeks prior. The package came with a crow feather and a little note written in blood. The note read, from old Willie. I woke up to the sound of thunder in the distance. I glanced at my alarm clock. The time was 3 a.m. I moved my blinds and pressed my head against the window to look outside. It was dead calm. In the distance, I could see streaks of lightning accompanied by the low rumble of thunder. My phone vibrated on the nightstand next to me. I thought it was strange that someone was messaging me at this hour. I turned the phone over and realized it was a weather notification. It read, dangerous and possibly life-threatening storms are approaching. Please move to an interior room of your house. High winds and tornadoes are possible. I've received similar notifications in the past, but most of the time, they turned out to be false alarms. I had lived in Oklahoma my whole life and bad storms were common. I've had older family members who had experienced tornadoes, but I had never been in one myself. After thinking about the bad weather report, 
I dismissed it as another false alarm. Who knew that this decision would change the rest of my life? I put my phone down back on the nightstand and pulled the covers back over me. I quickly fell back into a deep sleep. After about an hour, I woke up to a low rumbling sound. At first, I thought it was thunder, but the rumbling didn't fade like thunder. I peeked through my blinds again. The situation outside was much different. The wind was the fastest I had ever seen in any storm before. The trees in my backyard were swaying so much, I thought they might snap at any second. The low rumbling sound seemed to be getting louder. I instantly had a really bad feeling about this storm. I continued to look outside to see if the storm was getting worse. To my horror, it was. The wind continued to increase and the trees swayed more and more. I knew this was bad, very bad. I thought maybe I should run to the storm shelter outside my house. I decided against it because I would have to run in the fierce winds. I decided to hope for the best and stay in my house. This was the worst decision of my life. I laid in bed and searched on my phone for any new weather updates. Before I had the time to open any weather reports, a series of alarms started to sound off on my phone. It sounded like an amber alert. I quickly glanced at my phone screen. It read, strong tornado had been spotted on Doppler radar. Seek shelter immediately. My stomach dropped. The low rumbling noise I heard earlier was getting louder and louder. My mind went back to the storm shelter. So many thoughts were racing through my mind. Should I run outside to my shelter or is it too dangerous? I glanced through my blinds again. I couldn't even believe what I was seeing. It looked like a hurricane outside. The wind was howling ferociously. The rumbling noise I heard earlier was loud now. It sounded eerily similar to a freight train. Streaks of lightning filled the violent sky. The lightning lit up the sky so much, I could see the ominous storm clouds. As the lightning continued to flash across the sky, I saw something protruding down from the clouds. At first, I thought it was just a wall of rain. Another lightning bolt lit up the sky. I caught another glimpse of the rain cloud and realized the wall of rain was rotating. I thought to myself, this can't be happening. It was a tornado. It was wide and it was coming right towards my house. The roar was deafening now. It became clear what I needed to do in order to survive. I quickly ran to the front door of my house. The roar now sounded like it was right on top of me. I turned the knob of my front door. Before I was able to pull the door open, the strong winds forced it open and knocked me backwards. I planted my feet, angled myself against the wind, and began my harrowing journey to the outdoor storm shelter. After walking five feet outside, the wind was so strong I began to crawl. The force of the rain blinded me. The only senses I could rely on was my hearing and touch. The storm shelter was on the side of my house, so I used the wall as a guide. The roar was so loud now, it began to hurt my ears. I knew I needed to make it inside the safety of my shelter right away or else I would not survive. As I continued to crawl, it became harder and harder to move against the ferocious winds. I could finally make out the bright yellow handle of my storm shelter. It was about 10 feet in front of me. I thought to myself, I'm going to make it. My newfound relief was crushed as I felt a suction pulling on my entire body. It felt as if I was an ant getting sucked into a vacuum cleaner. I dug my hands into the ground to secure myself, but it was of no use. The last thing I remembered was being lifted up into the air. Everything went black. I opened my eyes in a daze. The sun was just beginning to come up and there was not a cloud in the sky. I looked around and there was complete devastation. Everything was gone. First responders were searching the nearby debris. I figured they didn't notice me or worse, thought I was dead. I thought maybe I should help in the search. I tried to get up. I realized I couldn't move my legs. I began frantically trying to move them. Nothing happened. I screamed. Ah! 
The first responders rushed over to me, but before they could even reach me, I went into shock. I woke up in a hospital bed. My life forever changed. Thanks for tuning in. If you haven't already, go check out my animated horror stories on YouTube. Just search Dr. No Sleep in the search bar to find my channel.